podcast. It is the Bright Side Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Bright Side Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm Stu. Today, we have a very special guest. A uh, really special guest, special episode. Maybe very, very special. Not that. Not like that kind of special. Well, if you, you don't miss? live in Ogden, it's not that special. But if you live in Ogden, it's pretty legit. Coming to a town near you. <laughs> Today, we have city council candidate. Also, a good friend of ours and fellow Refuge Church member, Mr. Jace Reinveld. Reinveld? Reinveld. I've never figured out. Hey! Really appreciate you guys bringing me on and uh, excited to be here. It's my first podcast ever, so let's do it. We're excited to have you. Let's do it. We have dozens of listeners. We do. Most of them are our mothers or mothers in law, and they live far away. Mothers, family, family, friends? Yes. Um, yep, friends, yep. sisters, cousins. True. Good. Yeah. I did tell our pastor Brian that he has to share this episode uh, on his Twitter, on his Twitter, on his Facebook, Good. because a lot of local people follow him. So. Yeah, Brian's got like two thousand followers or something. Yeah, crazy. I'm know. almost there. I have like one twenty. <laughs> and everybody's moving to Ogden, so these could be future constituents. That's true, actually. Yeah, Good point. Yeah, my, my whole family is moving. There might even be a future constituent in this room who's a silent guest. Oh, wow. Hey. You never know. But, Jason, Jason's uh, dad is here. We're not talking about like a ghost or anything. Yeah, nothing weird. <laughs> so, but, I, but I digress. Jace, why are you here? Well, I figured it'd be a good opportunity to uh, to put some something like a podcast together and, and post it on my website just to give people an idea of who I am and um, kind of a new name. Just got back to Ogden about a year and a half ago and really, really thankful for the city and uh, and the community. And so just figured we would get some something recorded to kind of give people an idea of who I am and what I, uh, what I believe. Love yeah. it. You said you're getting like a decent amount of traffic on your website per day right or per yeah, hour yeah we've gotten you know a few hundred visitors on the site i just made a yeah. quick wordpress mm-hmm. uh site so hopefully if we get out of the primary we'll improve the uh the interface and and make it a little bit more uh content heavy but really just wanted to put something together to give uh, a, a backstory about who i am and uh how i ended up in ogden and i think it's you know it's serving the purpose but facebook uh actually deleted my uh, <laughs> my wife's profile uh, I don't have a Facebook, and unfortunately, they deactivated my page and won't even let me advertise. So, um, yeah, it was kind of weird. And I guess there's this new thing where you have to have like feedback, and they'd say, you know, you're not following their community guidelines if you're right. not, if you don't have photos or friends, and uh, and so unfortunately, my Facebook present presence is uh, non-existent at the, at the moment. So you got shut down by the woke Facebook police? Uh, I think maybe. Um, well, unless they changed their policies since uh, since I joined a couple of years ago. But I, I don't know. I'm not shocking. Not shocking. Need we go further? Vote, own the libs by voting for Jace. Well, there you go. podcast over. Clearly, they recognize a threat when they see one. Ooh, <laughs> so, king energy. Yeah. <laughs> but, so uh, why are you running for city council? So um, I've been in the military for about... 10 years now. I went to the Air Force Academy when I was 17 and uh, been all around the world, uh, you know, serving uh, underneath the oath of, uh, you know, to the Constitution. And and I realized over the last 18 months that there's a lot of work that can be done in our local communities. And uh, as, as, you know, 
municipal leaders to uh, to uphold the Constitution and do the work that a lot of us you know join the military to do, uh, but realizing that hey, it's time to go more into a domestic space and uh, and serve the people and and I want to raise my my family here and I've uh, I've loved you know Ogden for for a long time. Uh, I was stationed here back in 2013 and uh, lucky enough to come back and and now this is my home and I wanna I wanna serve the the residents of Ogden. So before we get too far into this, uh, what is city council? Like we've heard of student council Good in question. school. Uh, if you're a Parks and Rec fan, you probably know a little bit about city council. Well, I've never listened or watched an episode of Parks and Rec. So. It's, it's super accurate. Okay. It's I'll, very yeah. real life. So the, the Ogden city government is set up uh, with a executive branch and a legislative branch. And you know you have the courts as well. Um, much like our, our national government, where the mayor is the executive and the city council is the legislative. And, uh, and no, we can't you know, change the world from, uh, from where we sit at city council, but uh, we do manage the budget. Um, we, over, we conduct oversight um, of the executive branch and of the administrative functions of Ogden City. Um, we manage uh, RDAs, which are you know basically reinvestments uh, of taxpayer dollars into the city, uh, which which can can be great for for the citizens, but also can be you know over the top depending on on where we're at as a city. And so so yeah, the the form of government is fairly standard for a city, but but yeah, the city council is the legislative uh, branch of of Ogden City's government. Nice. Will you get like a gavel? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can get you can get your own. Uh, yeah, maybe you can make one. And still, you can still use it. Yeah, you can make one. Just I, I could. The nah. carpenter here. <laughs> um, what do you think affects the average American citizen more? Who's who's sitting in the White House, or the people that are sitting in their city council, generally? Well, I think that's a really good question, especially uh, in 2021. And if you live in Chicago, I think uh, the answer is clear. <laughs> but th- you know, a lot of that goes without saying or without noticing because usually city government is pretty straightforward. But you can see how much a city government can affect your life when you look at Chicago or Los Angeles or DC or you know Detroit, right? So so there there are big implications. I would say on any given day, your city, your city government does affect your life more, and it's probably worth paying attention to more than more than most of us do. Right on. Jason, I was wondering if you could dive in a little bit uh, into your campaign sign. So obviously, it's got your name on it, uh, but if I remember correctly, it says something to the effect of uh, liberty, property, and family. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So. so we wanted to put out some signs that at least indicated something about what we supported. A lot of a lot of big signs going out with just a, a name and a, and a council position, mm-hmm. but I wanted to at least give something somebody that's just driving by uh, at least a, a small indication, you know, of what I want to stand for. And and it, it may seem overblown to put those those kind of buzzwords uh, on a city council uh, sign, but like you're saying, with with the way city government does affect your life, we have the ability to uh, ensure liberty when it comes to you know mass mandates or being able to keep your business open, 
um, and, and, and property rights are, are really near and dear to my heart because uh, that's, a, that's a fundamental uh, belief that the founding fathers had in, in private property rights. And I think sometimes municipal governments can overstep, uh, overregulate. And so that's really uh, important to me to, to deregulate and kind of uh, give people a little bit more sovereignty and, uh, and autonomy. And then family, of course, is, is number one. Um, I think it's, it's, it's hard to govern if you don't have you know, family in mind, if you don't have kids. And I am a new father, but, uh, but with that in mind, like, you know, the, the choices you make you know, have consequences. And if you have kids that are going to have to deal with those consequences, I think it, it affects the way that you, that you uh, govern. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, liberty, family, property is, uh, is what you'll see on my signs. I love it. So how would you react or, or would you even have any power over this uh, so that your reaction would even matter if, say, Planned Parenthood was really wanting to open a clinic in Ogden that actually performed abortions? Because they have a clinic in mm-hmm. Ogden, yep. but they don't perform abortions there. Does city council have any say in that type of thing since it's a medical practice? Or is it um, less in your hands since it's still a private business, technically? Well, yeah, it is a government funded yeah it's government funded but and i did look into that wondering about you know the planned parenthood on was it uh harrison and and it's near six or something like that yeah across from weber state yeah Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah they don't perform abortions there but i did read an article today that the 30th city in texas uh banned abortion and made it a a sanctuary for for the unborn Mm -hmm. so i do believe that you know there are things that city council can do in that regard and uh you know i think both all of us probably have read you know the doctrine of the lesser magistrates and i think that's a really powerful uh concept right where where lower rulers lower magistrates lower governments have a responsibility to uh, you know, t- to enforce, you know, the constitution and natural law, even when a higher authority tries to push something that's, uh, that's against that. And, and, and I think we really take it for granted the autonomy that city and county governance gives us in America. And it's been largely kind of passed over for the yeah. last, you know, a few decades probably. So you can sort of, as, as, best as you can with the uh, with the authority that you'd be given you can sort of act as a barrier between the citizens of ogden and what you believe to be some sort of wicked rule from high high up um yeah again to the best of your authority and and that's you know really one of the reasons i i wanted to run was that i think we need strong people to be able to stand up and and it's been a wild year for a lot of us uh, over the last 18 months, and I think we have seen a lot of uh, government overstepping. And it's time to have people that are, are going to to defend and protect our rights, uh, as written in the in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it may sound, um, you know, like exaggerated or or, or over the top, but it, it should not be underestimated. You know that that. Democracy and, and the Constitution can change in a democ- or in a, in a generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like Ronald Reagan said, you know, we're only one generation away mm-hmm. from from losing it, and and this, you know, he was right. These times <laughs> sure make me think about that, yeah, a lot. Jace, uh, I know probably in the past you've looked into this a little bit, or at least thought about it, but especially now since you're running for office, 
how do you how do you think you're going to get the community more involved into what's happening here locally in Ogden? Because we're all laser focused on DC, mm, on true. Chicago, on LA, on all these really loud people. Yeah. How, how do we get people aware? Well, I, you're right. I mean, a lot of us look at you know CNN and and, mm. and MSNBC, and we think about the administration and the what I like to call the Beltway Bandits in uh, Washington D.C. <laughs> um, you know that they they have a lot less, like you said, effect on, on our lives than we than we perceive, and and we do have to bit, get that message out that your city is important, your county may be more important than your country at times because we can't control, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of the old saying of, you know, focus on what you can affect, right? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the things you can't control. And I think the, the mainstream media has us all focused on things that we have no ability to really affect. And that's one of the major reasons I wanted to get involved and, and hopefully we can, you know, get the word out. I think Ogden City Council actually does a really good job of, of posting uh, content about what they're talking about and their agendas and recaps so that you don't have to go to every single council meeting. But, you know, that that's kind of how it started for me was like just showing up mm-hmm. to a council meeting. And I know there's so many competing priorities for people's time today, but it's, it's worth it, you know, to maybe get a circle of friends and rotate, right? Hey, you know, I got this week, you know, Ben's got next week and, mm-hmm. and Stu's got the following so that we can kind of just keep each other in the loop and you know uh marsha white my opponent uh kind of joked at the last event that we did a little candidate meet and greet that more citizens showed up uh when it was a, a hearing about how many chickens you could have in your yard <laughs> than the hearing about uh the 220 million dollar budget that mm. was passed yeah. she's got a point she has a point <laughs> but to me that is an indication that people do care about yeah. property rights. Yeah. yeah, you know those that that issue does affect people because they do care mm-hmm. about being able to have just the autonomy because mm-hmm. they don't want to get messed. You can they already know that you're going to take their taxes and spend their money, mm-hmm. but and they feel right. like they can't control that. But at least you know I feel feel like the people of Ogden they they want more autonomy mm-hmm. and they don't want to be overregulated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really unique about local politics is that it's not, I mean, there are unique issues that we're facing here in Ogden, and there's unique issues that folks are facing in the Midwest that we're not facing here. But the approach and the message really is the same across the board. Yeah. You, if you're living in the Midwest, you're living in the Northeast, you know, the Northwest, whatever, uh, you could still show up to your council meetings and right. have a say. Oh, for sure. And, you know, the national narratives, the national agendas do find their way into local politics. Um, And I'll give you an example. We have here in in Utah the the Communities for Renewable Energy Act that's being uh, talked about and and being promoted over the last couple years. And, And Salt Lake City has signed on to it. Park City signed on to it. Moab, you know, a bunch of cities. And, and Ogden's actually, the city council has voted twice to continue moving forward down the process of adopting the, the CREA, right, CREA. And on the face of it, you know, it sounds great, renewable energy and, you know, saving the environment. But when you, when you look into it, number one, they don't tell you how much it's going to cost the average Ogden mm. city resident. Uh, and they don't tell you that 
these renewable sources are not all that renewable. Um, you know, when you look at, say, a solar panel and what it takes to make one of those, and then the fact that it only has a 20-year lifespan, and once it's complete, there's there's nothing you can do with that solar panel. It can't be recycled. And, and you look at what it takes to make all these batteries, right, for these yeah. electric vehicles and electric storage uh, there at your house. And those are, you know, the rare earth metal mining is no joke, you yeah. know, uh, and it, it may not be happening here in Ogden, but across the world where they're doing that mining, uh, I'm sure your average environmentalist would have a problem with that. Uh, and so there's these things where now Ogden has invested $70,000 for a wait and see type of proposition where it's like, you guys continue to invest and help us do the feasibility study. And then we're going to tell you how much it's going to cost on the back end. And, and then all Ogden city residents will be uh, enrolled in a program to have only renewable energy heating and, and lighting your house mm-hmm. by 2030. And, uh, and I can tell you from experience, I, I heat a house with electricity here in Ogden. We have winter every year and, uh, you know, it's not like we're in Arizona. Um, and it's like four or 500 bucks a month to heat a house with electricity, even with a high efficiency system. Yeah. And so, you know, that's an example where the national climate change and environmentalist agenda kind of finds its way into the local population and could significantly affect people. And if, if Ogden City at large really is keen on that and wants to do it, then that's, that's what we have to do. We live in a representative democracy, and I guess that's what the choice would be. But without fully um, disclosing and, and you know, informed consent of what this even is, mm-hmm. it, you know, it could just get slid in by the vote of seven people on city council and, uh, well, and even a, just a majority, right? A yeah, fourth yeah, majority. Yeah. Uh, and, and truth be told, some of these city council members only represent 540 people in the whole city. Yeah. So yeah. you have districts and council members from those districts that got into office with 540 votes. Yeah. And, you know, that is what it is. But those people don't necessarily need to be calling the shots, uh, when, especially when it hits the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of my so that's one of my flagship kind of like issues that I want to you know, be very upfront on is mm-hmm. that I will not vote in support of that, um, that unless it's fully voluntary. And mm-hmm. uh, and very upfront with people about how much it's going to cost the city. Yeah, I'm going to kind of switch gears and ask yeah. you another question, um, more in terms of the liberty focus of your platform. Do you believe that Ogden makes it reasonably simple to start a business? And if the answer is no, uh, what would you do, or what would you try and do to change it so that it is more reasonably? Um, not easy, but a more reasonable amount of effort to actually start a legitimate business in the city. Yeah. Well, I think Ogden's done a great job on a lot of things, and it is really straightforward to start a business here in Ogden. Um, You know, you go into the city hall, they got the signs for you, you roll in, you submit your paperwork, you file it away, and, and you're on your way. And especially coming, you know, with a lot of folks coming from out of state, you know, I was living in Hawaii, stationed out there before I came here. California, New York, maybe these non-business friendly states. It does feel very simple and very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, you have a ton of regulations. Um, you know, you have 
your licensing costs to do business in Ogden and then and then you know another one for Weber County and then another one for the state and then you have your you know your permitting costs of you know you got to get the license and the permit to do the work and then you have you know code compliance and, and so um, you know I can't speak for all the small businesses you know all small businesses are near and dear to my heart but in my line of work, I do you know a, a lot of experience with with home repairs and, and remodels, and the the amount of, of red tape that there is, and and sometimes like charges just to do simple work as even just a licensed contractor is uh, is always something that gets brought up with with folks around the city, and and I and I know that is something that we can improve on, and I know that the city. Uh, ordinances are being rewritten uh, at the moment and so I think that's a, a good step in the right direction but I think there's this there's this normalization of government being involved in, in a lot of aspects in our lives which I don't think are, are necessary or or correct and so I think if we can ratchet back a lot of the expectation that, oh, yeah, we, we have to ask permission to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, we all care about our neighborhoods, right? Hopefully. Um, we should have the ability to make choices about who we hire to do work on our house and, you know, and how we design our house or what we want it to look like. Uh, I don't think it should be a game of mother may I to, mm-hmm. you know, to live in Ogden. Um, so I, I think that might answer your question. Yeah, absolutely. Where I come yeah. from. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing. Uh, not that we were seriously looking at doing like an addition to the house or anything, but I was just kind of reading through and just to see like the amount of approvals that you got to get the mm-hmm. permit to do a little remodel on your house mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I was like, are you, are you kidding me? I paid over, you know, yeah. 260,000 for this house, which granted it's a lot more expensive now here, but, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, that's not enough. That's, when is it yeah. enough? You know? No, and, and you know, that, that, that kind of brings me to, like, property taxes too, right? Where we have a fixed rate property tax in, in Weber County. Um, but then the cities are able to add on to that. So, um, like, like, Weber County's rate isn't changing. But, but, for example, in North Ogden and South Ogden right now, they're going through hearings to raise property taxes. And and again, when compared to a place like Wisconsin or maybe like parts of Chicago, Illinois, property tax here seems great. But when when the inflation factor kicks in and your house that you bought for two sixty is now all of a sudden being appraised at three fifty or or higher, then mm-hmm. your taxes start jumping at a rate that you never anticipated when you made that purchase. Right. And so I think that's something where we can hopefully reform, and at a minimum, my goal is to make sure that Ogden does not raise its section of the property taxes uh, during you know my tenure on the council, mm-hmm. because there's a ton of revenue. Uh, we're we're the beneficiaries of a lot of great investments by the Godfrey administration from from early you know mid two thousands to you know eight or eight or nine years ago, and those investments are, are making you know, great returns for the people of Ogden, so much so that we should have the ability, hopefully, to, to decrease taxes, not continue to increase. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I am concerned about, and I'm not saying I understand everything about a city budget, because they're quite complex, but, you know, since 2013 to now, we've had a, a $75 million increase 
in our budget, which is which is fifty percent. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you know the average Ogden citizen has had a fifty percent pay raise right. in their <laughs> uh, in their life. Yeah. Um, like since then, right? The, and, and and that's the trouble with inflation is that wages mm-hmm. never keep up, and so it hits the bottom line real hard of your average citizen. And if the city's you know traditionally raising property taxes every other year then you know like 20 you know the next year we could be looking at even more property tax um and and i think that's something that needs to be kind of nipped in the bud to to just say hey we're not we're not going to continue to raise taxes on people and we're not going to continue to revalue your house every single year and charge more and more Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a big that's a big thing so I have here a Reddit thread uh, all right, all right. that is discussing the Ogden City Council. Full disclosure, you sent me this this morning. Yeah. With, was, but with no commentary. With no it was commentary. early, and I, and I don't even know where I stumbled across it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, overall, you know, pretty positive for everybody. There was nobody yeah, it was know, really threatening refreshing. to kill people. Yeah, it was cool to know <laughs> that people actually talk about Ogden City Council on Reddit. True. True. And this one has, so this uh, post and reply, um, the reply has 23 upvotes and it's the most popular post on the whole thread. And so I I would like, and it it addresses you specifically, negatively. So I want to give you the chance to respond to this uh, person. So the original post said, personally, I'm a conservative and voting for Jace for seat A and Ken Ritchie for district three. I believe both will, both will do their best, yada, yada, yada. And then someone responded, personally, I'm a liberal and feel that a candidate for city council should not tout supporting strong churches as a top priority. And they also should know that city council does not determine school curriculum. I do appreciate the work you've done digging up all the information and thank you. So maybe she is referring to Ken Ritchie, maybe she's referring to the both of you, uh, but what would you say to her if she were to say that to your face? Well, I or mean, maybe it's a guy. I just assume someone that talks like that. It's got to be <laughs> either super effeminate or a girl. <laughs> I think it has a female uh, tagline on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it doesn't. you know, she is addressing me, and and the reason is that it, which is kind of cool because that means my flyer must have got around, and my flyer says that I support strong families, churches, and communities, uh, and that I do not support critical race theory. So. You know, she is correct that the city council does not necessarily influence education, but but they do have, have an effect. But also, government organizations uh, that I've been a part of do teach critical race theory, and somebody has to uh, implement that within an organization. And as oversight in city council, I would not support that. Um, Critical race theory, just to go really quick, is um, you know comes out of critical theory. Critical theory comes out of the Frankfurt School, which was born in Germany in the early 1900s and then migrated into the U.S. Um, and this critical theory is an idea of critiquing everything, all institutions, family, um, societal elements, and 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 thinking that everything basically needs to be torn down. And then critical race theory came out of that in 1989, and really it's a worldview um, that says, you know, that that the system does not require, you know, racist people to be a racist system, and that 
um, this this belief that that white supremacy is is just ingrained mm-hmm. in society, and that no matter who you are, you know, if you meet certain qualifications, you are a racist, or if you and you're oppressive, or if you meet certain qualifications, that you are a victim and you are oppressed, and so that you know lends itself to identity politics, and overall, it's toxic um, in my in my opinion and experience. And, and I believe that we should definitely fend against that and, and happy to discuss that further with, with folks. So that is why I put that. And then when it comes to the, the strong churches, the, the church is, is a largely you know, neglected institution in American life today. And we've been just pounded into our head, you know, separation of church and state. And, uh, and, and you know, the, everybody's probably heard that you know, they got it wrong, right? That Thomas Jefferson wasn't trying to say that you can't, you know, be involved in church and be involved in government. What they were saying was that the government needs to stay out of, you know, the lane of the church. Yeah. And 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 part of, you know, I think my friends and, and my own family's belief is that the government has a has a lane with a left and a right limit. And they need to stay in that lane and not infringe upon, you know, the family and the the leadership in the uh, lane of the of the father and the parents and then same thing with church right they should not be infringing upon the roles and responsibilities of a body of faith of a community of faith and so when i say that i want strong churches it's not because i think everybody has to go to church or or that you know we're going to be promoting that from city council but that those institutions are integral to our community's success um, and they're integral to my belief that government should be small. Government cannot be small if, if no community organizations, institutions, or churches step up to build community and take care of folks. And the reason that we've seen the swelling of government from city to state to federal is that there's been breakdowns of these institutions of family and church and community. And if we can build those back up, then we can take responsibility away from the government and give it back to the people. And so that would be my response uh, to this uh, person on Reddit. And, uh, and I, I, you know, obviously it, it got some traction. You know, 23 is, is, is a small number, but relatively speaking, it obviously resonated with a lot of people. So I appreciate you bringing that oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like 300% bigger than any other post. So that's a that's a lot of attention for that red yeah. thread. Yeah. Off the cuff, Jace, why would you, what would you say, or why is Ogden so special to you? It's so near and dear to you, so much so that you're willing to run for city council and be a shepherd and overseer for these folks. Yeah, I mean, I think as an outsider coming in, which you know, everybody sitting here is an outsider. Mm. Um, you roll into Ogden, just coming over the viaduct, right? 24th Street into downtown, and mm-hmm. you're, you're like, wow, what, what is this place? The mountains are, you know, within, you know, quick, eye, or quick distance. The, the buildings have history and character mm-hmm. and, and wonderful design and, and strong foundations. Um, you, you, you can see it. It's just dripping with a heritage of of Western independence and that pioneer spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and coming from outside, I think it's easier to appreciate a lot that Ogden has to offer. And I know there's a lot of people who have been in Ogden for a very long time and love it 
more than, more than I do or just as much as I do. But the Utah kind of stigma was, mm. oh, you live in Ogden? Like, especially when I first moved here and I, I bought a, a house on 22nd in Jackson and uh, and people just couldn't believe that, that I lived there. And, and I really was like, wow, I mean, this is, I, my front porch has a clear view of the mountain. Yeah, I'm, insane I'm view. Five minutes from downtown, uh, I'm five minutes from the trailhead and the ski resorts and so it was just like on first impression first couple years that i spent here i was like man this is incredible and then the people ended up being even more incredible than than the scenery and and you know there's so many different volunteer organizations and and business collaborations and independent-minded people that gravitate towards this city that i've just been so impressed with with all the folks here and it is one of the most diverse cities in in utah and that's a strength um as long as we're rallying around you know the right vision of going forward as a city and so uh, a long answer to a short question really is that you know this is the town that i want to want to invest in long term with my life and my time and my energy and and i i value it so much that i, I do believe i need to give back and uh, and try to steward uh, the incredible you know gifts uh, that we've been given here in Ogden, and and not try to grow you know crazy fast, right? Because there are going to be tons of people that come in here and see how beautiful it is and how much potential it has, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a temptation to to just accept all this growth and and try to promote big businesses to come in and and, and development. And I think it's just key to remember something that, you know, I was told a long time ago, like growth does not equal prosperity. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in, in real prosperity for the people of Ogden, not just superficial growth mm-hmm. or trade-offs to, you know, to make a short-term gain. Um, I think, you know, slow and steady is the key. And, and I think, you know, we'll continue to be a great city. As long as people, you know, have that that pioneer independent spirit that uh, that Ogden has had since you know, since the late eighteen hundreds uh, yeah, yeah. or even before. I mean, I think this was like a outpost for trappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm sure. Well, I love it. Uh, we're gonna wrap up. Absolutely. You know, it's getting to be that time. And Jace, one of our traditions on the Brightside Podcast is you always to, end with a final word. Yeah, we end with a final word. Yeah, so from from the Lord Himself. Awesome. <laughs> As some encouragement. So, so today, today's got it today, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got it this time. Uh, it comes from 1 Corinthians 13. It's verses 8 through 13. Okay. It's the famous love chapter of the Bible. So, love never ends. As for prophecies, they'll pass away. As for tongues, they'll cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening in. Jace, thanks, man. This is yeah. really cool. Thanks for yeah. being here. Appreciate it. Hope we can do it again sometime. And, uh, and you know, the primary is next Tuesday, so get out and vote if you're in Ogden. And, uh, and we'll keep fighting towards a general election in, in November. So thanks again for your time and, and giving me a, a little bit of an opportunity. So, Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Brother.
go out and crush serpents with a smile like Jace is doing here. We'll see ya. Bye. <laughs>